Welcome, everybody, to the Lunch Break Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Glenn Wisecarver, coming to you right by a noisy fucking truck that can kiss my sweaty, fat ass. Um, yeah, so I'm recording in a different spot. I thought it would be less noise. It sounds like it's actually more noise than usual. Uh, so if I lose my mind and uh, cuss out a couple people, maybe even get into an argument on this podcast, it'll be a treat for your ears. Um, speaking of a treat for your ears, king of segues, uh, I heard the new Ed Sheeran 50 Cent Eminem song. Anyone ever, anyone ever hear that? Anyone hear that? I think it was called like Kiss My Ass, uh, Say My Name, and Call Me Susie, something like that. Um, but you know, it, it, I, I gotta say, I, I kind of like the song, but it was also kind of ruined for me because Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, 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 uh, you know, he's a good musician. He's a good singer and, and whatnot, but, uh, he did the thing in his rap that, uh, bugs the hell out of me about modern rap. It's the reason I don't like a lot of modern rap. Is because he he presented this whole attitude of, yo, you fucking doubted me, and you know all you you all wanted to see me fail, but I per- persevered because I'm on my grind and I'm strong and I got heart and I got hustle and I came through and just bleh. And I'm sitting there listening to it like, dude, I don't even. Six months ago, I didn't know who you were. I saw you in a video hitting a punching bag, talking about rocking bodies or some shit. I think it's impressive that you're a redheaded pop star. But dude, I'm trying to listen to your song and I don't want to be lectured. I'm catching a bunch of shit for shit I didn't do. And I realize he's not talking to me directly, but still. You know? Why did modern hip-hop become so self-help? In my day, it was about shooting people. Fuck the police and, you know, smoking drugs and dealing drugs. You know, good, wholesome family entertainment. This new hip hop is too, I don't know. It's either that or it's this brain dead, uh, promethazine. What is it called? The, the syrup, the cough syrup, lean. Put it in a cup with some Sprite. Mmm, I got my lean. It's that kind of music. Uh, you know, I gotta say, Eminem in that song was also guilty of uh, this particular sin. Cause, you know, ever since he got sober, he's all like, oh, you wanted me to die, but I didn't die. I, I overdosed, but I came back, I got clean, and now I'm I'm a good man, and you, I'm just killing it, and I'm 50 years old. But, uh, dude, I, I don't know. You know, um, the best verse in that whole song was 50 Cent because he kind of kept it traditional, how we know 50 Cent. He, start, he mentioned uh, a bunch of stores I've never heard of with uh, elaborate Italian names. And here comes another truck right by me to interrupt my flow. I hope it crashes into a ditch and explodes into flames. Uh, but he, he talks about all these uh, uh, types of brand names of uh, fashion that he buys his hoes. You know, that's what we want to hear in a song like that. That's why 50 Cent's verse in that song is my favorite. And I got to say, even the hip hop I grew up on that I love, uh, it can get kind of annoying when... The dudes, they, 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 they spit their verse and it's three verses and then the, the, the beat keeps playing and then you got a bunch of guys, either the, the main rapper or his squad coming on the, uh, coming on the microphone and just being like, yo, fuck you crab ass N words. 
you bitch ass in words. You know, you people listen to this. Eat a dick. You you suck. We coming at you, motherfuckers. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I like you. I gave you money to. Uh, I bought your album. Why are you yelling at me? I I kind of made you who you were. I gave you money. I made you rich. Why are you giving me shit? That'd be like if I ended this podcast bad-mouthing Little Debbie for making me the, the person I am. It's like, fuck you, you bitch-ass, red-headed, ginger-ass bitch with your curly hair sitting there. Fuck your fudge rounds and your oatmeal cream pies. Bitch-ass whatever. And I don't know what crab-ass means. Does that mean they walk sideways? And they shake the little ass? Because, you know, f- fine, guilty as charged. I do do that. Do do. I said do do. Anyway, so I'm out of my mind and I just thought I'd get that off my chest. Um, I got a letter, another letter from the fan. You know, people have been writing in and I appreciate all any any letter, any correspondence you want to send to me. Uh, I don't know why you would ask my advice on things, but, uh, you know, I'm happy to provide it. Hope it uh, changes your life. Um, yeah. OK, so here's a here's a. Here's a letter. Uh, Dear Stephen, I do a lot of what you might call hunting. When I subdue my victims, oops, I mean my target, I typically use clothesline, but I find it hurts the tenderness of the meat. What would you recommend as an alternative for binding my kills that won't affect the texture or appearance of the flesh? Big fan of your show. Sincerely, the West Side Strangler. Oh, so, uh, you know, this is a, a, an interesting question, but I, I am an outdoorsman. I am an, a, I am a hunter. I do enjoy getting out there, rubbing deer piss on my face and getting out there and killing some shit. Uh, Wes, as an avid outdoorsman myself, I'm familiar with, uh, like stringing an elk to my Jeep Wrangler and finding the flesh affected. This is what I do. Uh, I wish you, well, first I would wish you would have been more specific about the type of game you're targeting. Uh, you know, lately I've been really into, uh, hunting guinea fowl, which most people know is just an Italian fowl. Uh, I use a nice, uh, cotton butcher's twine. That's what I find is, uh, great. Uh, using clothesline is a little bit of a new one for me. That sounds kind of like the the work of a serial killer. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, butcher's twine, or for bigger game, I just go with a nice uh, braided hemp rope. That'd be good. So uh, texture won't uh, bruise the meat, you know, unless they're struggling. <laughs> just kidding, of course. Um, so right back, Wes. Uh, let me know how that goes for you and. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. You know, I appreciate any listeners out there. Um, so thank you for that. A uh, little bit of sad news to report in my life. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I do, or at least I did, unfortunately, as another truck goes by and I hope it crashes immediately. Um, I did. Um, I, I mentioned I had an s- emotional support Komodo dragon named Richard. My pet, it was a great friend of mine, but he was recently taken away by animal control. Um, here's what happened. See, uh, uh, I was taking him for a walk at the mall because it's an open space. We like to, it allows animals, or at least I thought, 
So I, I was just walking. I had him on a leash. Well, I bought him an ice cream. We sat there. He swirled his little t- smelly tongue over it. Uh, I bought him some kiosk jewelry. You know, I got him a, a, actually a lime green fedora that it was situated on his head with a, a string. Butcher's twine, if you will. Uh, I also bought uh, him some kiosk jewelry, as I said. I got him a nice gold chain with uh, like a, a marijuana leaf, all diamond studded. Uh, it, he looked good. He was blinging. You know, and we were just strolling through the mall. Just and people were looking, admiring, obviously, what they saw. But as I said before, I, I mentioned that uh, Richard is actually trained to spot terrorists. And he spotted one. Uh, a 93-year-old woman named Mildred Tomlinson was sitting there uh, knitting, actually, in the mall. And he tackled that bitch. And he bit her varicose vein-filled leg. And uh, obviously she was sitting there with it. She had a little bag from Bath and Body Works, which probably had a pipe bomb in it. Uh, but the authorities came and they arrested Richard. They, well, they didn't arrest him, but they took him away for attacking this terrorist. Just doing what he was trained to do because he's a patriotic dragon. And uh, so uh, Mildred Tomlinson can go to hell. And uh, I really, I really miss my friend. So, a little sad news there. I'm going to pick it up here in a second. Um, uh, where was I? I? I had some more things to talk about, actually. I was talking about actually getting the ratings up for my show. Because, you know, I do have some pretty good ratings, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd really like to, this, this whole empire to grow. And for my face to eventually be on the side of buildings and uh, people would have to sing songs about me. And if not, uh, they would be murdered. I want to be a dictator is what I'm saying. So being a dictator, I would have to get political. So I, you know, I've decided to stop being wishy-washy, stop being afraid that I might offend a certain group of people. I am going to, I'm going to speak, I'm speaking my mind. Damn it. So here, I'm about to get political on dead ass. Um, And let me just say that uh, unequivocally, I fully support your favorite politician. And I absolutely cannot stand the politician you hate. And people who support him or her, Z or Zer, are snowflakes and or Nazis. And my favorite policy on the current ballot is the one you care about the most. And I think Adolf Hitler was a great leader slash evil dictator. This bit got old very quick. Anyway, sorry. Sorry about that. I was just having some fun. Uh, but I did want to speak on politics, seriously, uh, to speak on the topic of politics intelligently. You know, I have to bring up the uh, democratic monopolies of the lower tier middle class. Because the resilient republic really shows the American ingenuity that traverses the interloping Maginot line, if you will. The esoteric nature of the formula for economic growth is totally reliant on the Napoleonic nature of the Brexit Ebola crisis which, as we all know, is a cultural response to the totalitarian agenda 
from the tectonic orthodoxy. But conversely, the public is quick to label nonconformers with a tenderness not unknown to the Dominican monasteries of Lower East St. Croix. Uh, you know, the uh, perplexing nature of this bit of legislation is the metaphorical brick wall to the endangered populace. Of course, I'm just gestating right now, but the proper response to a query regarding communistic elements uh, cemented in the media-driven dialogue is properly positioned in front of the public eye. Uh, militant Protestant Minutemen rotate off and on with no solution to the quadratic equation. Internal medicine is also a notable malady that metastasizes on the cultural fabric of the AIDS quilt. Maintained and subsidized by the UNICEF monarchy. But then again, I never really wanted to speak my mind to be political. So, with that, and I say a good fuck you, fuck you to that truck that just drove by and totally... Why, why, why put that thing on your truck? Have you ever seen anyone intelligent drive a giant pickup truck with the, the big lift kit? They're never hauling anything. Why do you need all that? Uh, never mind. That's another, that's another rant for another show. These assholes. Now I'm just riffing. I don't, I'm, I'm not even looking at my notes. Anyway, there we go. There's, there's another episode of the Lunch Break Podcast. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Hopefully I didn't piss off too many people. Uh, I love you all. I love everyone in this world. Um, they can, some people with trucks can go fuck themselves. Um, back to work, bitches. <laughs>